Roundhouse Radio 98.3. Uh, this Science Domecast is brought to you by Science World, a nonprofit organization engaging British Columbians in science and inspiring future science and technology leadership throughout our province. We're welcoming into the studio Rob Lund. He's the Senior Content Developer in the Exhibits Department at Science World. And, and Rob, i got to say, it sounds like the most interesting job in the entire Science World dome. Well, I think it is. I think it's fabulous. I've been doing it for quite some time. I get paid to play, learn, and uh, create. And, so. and you've created some of the most fascinating exhibits, uh, Grossology, Body Worlds, The Story of Chocolate, The Science of Sexuality. We've added lots of stuff. We've created some. We bring some shows in. Uh, we augment them. So we have just uh, we have a, a great array of kind of shows that we brought in over the years, exhibitions uh, work over the years, and I've just been uh, privileged to uh, be a part of those. And how do you choose? How do you choose them? I mean, do you do you see them? Do you come up with uh, certain ideas yourself, or how do you how do you know what's going to hit? I think, because you've, I think you've kind of nailed that whole gamut of questions you just asked me right there. That's how it kind of goes. So yeah. It's like we see some. We hear about it from friends, colleagues within, like, oh, you got to check this out. Uh, that's how we kind of first discovered the first Body Worlds back in about 2005 because mm. it was over in Europe. And we heard these rumblings about this great show uh, that was going to be really, really interesting and it hadn't yet arrived in North America. Um, and then other ones like Grossology came out of, uh, uh, we had this uh, 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 book. We brought in the author, Sylvia Branzi, who wrote this book. She's a former high school science teacher. And it was a phenomenal, successful spring break programming that we had here and said, okay, there's more here than just a one-of event. And we developed an exhibition with a company out of uh, Vermont. And uh, it's still touring around the world. Is it really? Yes, it is. So, yes. Wow. Yeah. Well. So. Do you have to go into the mind of a child and be like, okay, kids love gross things. Kids love bodies. Like, where do you, where do you go? A little bit of that. You have to think a little bit like a child. You have to think about what's it. I mean, it's just, it's the way you present a story. You have to put a new spin on it. You can't just tell the same story and over again, because there's lots of science centers have human body shows and they're very kind of anatomical. They're almost textbook oriented. Mm -hmm. oriented. And we know that only has a certain level of success. Uh, And what Sylvia had discovered when she wrote the book was that she started asking questions. So the kids started asking questions about things that they wanted to know about the human body, mm-hmm. as opposed to, say, experts telling people or children, this is what you right. need to know about the body. So kind of reverse that. We asked the same sort of questions ourselves. What do people want to know about this subject? What would they like to do? What would they like to experience? Think about the experience. Find the content. But, you know, that sort of thing. So it's a variety of different methods that we use. But basically, thinking like uh, a child definitely helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Have that childlike fascination of the world uh, definitely uh, keeps you uh, focused on your target audience, as well as families. We have a huge adult audience in the evening as well that we do here. But we find actually that the adults <laughs> are just like kids. Absolutely. You know, you know, our Science World After Dark <laughs> programs and everything like that are just like, you know, uh, they, we fill the bu- building just full of adults, no kids allowed. Give them maybe a, a, wine, a glass of wine or a beer, and they just act like kids. So <laughs> we're all basically all the same size. We just have various levels of facades that we put Absolutely. on. Yeah, exactly. So the one, the newest one though, is called Top Secret License to Spy, and you know, to me, you've hit on to something that is a fascination. You know, I became the game Clue. Like, oh yes. I've been fascinated with. There's something about it that. It, it will never die. Alfred Hitchcock, I mean, it will never die. Well, you know, basically I think it's, it, it stems down to that it's a puzzle. They're puzzles. And, and for the most part, people love puzzles. 
Uh, we have puzzles at yeah. Science with lots of them, and they're some of our most popular exhibits. But people kind of like whodunits, how to solve these sorts of things, and that's kind of what this show is. This show is a whodunit. Okay. So you go through, and you know, the, the mystery is that this, uh, the world's most powerful computer trip uh, has been stolen, as well as the scientist, uh, well, has been kidnapped. And so you have to find out who done it. And you go around and you collect clues. And just like a scientist, what you're going to do is you have to evaluate those clues, which one are more valuable and which ones are less, because you have to basically put together a story. So it's not just like a scavenger hunt. It's no. not just like... No, a- you've got to do it. There's critical thinking into it. You collect all okay. this information, and just like in any good you know, uh, spy uh, story, there's some red herrings that just uh, they don't be anything. And you have to try to determine what those ones are, which ones are the meaningless information, and which ones are the core ones. Now, do you think because the sign of the times, because we're there, you know, ever since Edward Snowden now, there's all this like, I'm just not saying that he changed the world, but do you think there's more interest now? Like, do kids get that or do kids just love to, to solve? Well, you know, I think Spies, Spies has been very popular for a long time. Obviously, what Bond film are we coming up to next? You know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of spies and like that. And every few years, uh, there's like that. Uh, what's their TV program, America, about Russian spies and living in the U.S. I just finished watching a great German show called Deutschland 83, which was about East German spies back in 1983 going into West Germany. So, And it was huge phenomenal success over in Europe. And uh, so spies have just been around for a long time. They're mysterious. I think partially because we have a kind of image of spies that's probably not what a real spy is like. Because the reality is that no spy is going to be like James Bond. You don't come in and announce yourself and be the most conspicuous person yeah. in the party. <laughs> but you know, you're the opposite. You're what the opposite. I, what, I, what I find with spies though is we kind of envision that they're obviously one step ahead of the game, but also have access to crazy technology and stuff like the best computers or like top secret government information. So do kids have access to that in the science world show? They do. They do. There's some, there's some great stuff. We have access to kind of like, a, you know, a, like kind of spy satellites and uh, working kind of with uh, trying to get information on the satellites, um, bouncing lasers off uh, pane of glass windows so that you can basically uh, hear the conversations going on the other side of the glass. <laughs> That's great. Um, but then there's, with like that, the technology is part of it, but a lot of it is just still legwork. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's finding clues, it's listening to conversations, it's uh, just putting one on one together, trying to find two. So there's a mixture of both high technology and also low technology. Now, do you think you're going to get stumped? What if some kid comes in and just goes, show, 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 done? Well, we haven't found that yet. We haven't found that yet. I mean, it it is solvable. It is solvable. And we actually have, just for those people who say, oh, this is so hard, um, we have actually two levels of uh, 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 clues that you can take. We have what's called our kind of our junior uh, spy challenges, and then we have the regular spy challenges. So if you're not quite up to the, 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 the regulation spy level you can go to the junior which is lots of fun and lots of engaging well, and you know besides that we also have a lot of cool stuff that are just fun things like um we have a laser maze so this okay. is the maze that you have to crawl through oh and kind God. of slink through like serpentine like tom cruise mission impossible you want to get the jewel you got to go through the lasers. laser maze and you can't you can't have anything hit that laser otherwise alarms go off and nice. everything like that so uh, we have we have things like that. Disguise your your face, disguise your voice uh, equipment. So uh, there's lots of fun stuff to do there besides just playing within. You know, just doing the challenge within the exhibit. That's right. part of it. Um, so we yeah, it's lots of fun. 
uh, we need to. I just want to know. You know, I've, I've seen all the Bourne, Jason Bourne movies. So just so you know, I'm going to nail this when I go down. So okay. anyway, uh, Robert uh, Robland, who is the senior content developer and exhibits a department at Science World, uh, the newest uh, feature uh, called and the current feature called Top Secret License to Spy. We're going to talk more with Rob uh, right after this for Janice and Corey. Science World is proud to present Project DIY, an after-school do-it-yourself program designed to encourage and inspire tech-curious young ladies between the ages of 12 and 15. Jumpstart her journey into the maker world with exciting introductions to carpentry, fabric dyeing, website coding, circuitry, Polaroid film, and even 3D printing. For details, including enrollment and bursary information, go to scienceworld.ca today. But hurry, because unlike a young lady's potential, space is limited. We're Janice and Corey on Roundhouse Radio. We're doing a Domecast. Science World's current feature exhibition is Top Secret License to Spy. Senior content developer in the exhibits department at Science World, Rob Lund, joins us in the studio. We're super stoked to hear more about this program, Rob. But are you going to try to get like the spy theme to tie into the rest of the exhibits at Science World? Uh, yeah, we often try to do that where basically we kind of... Uh we do themes. So the spy theme is, is kind of throughout Science World, um, and we have spy events coming up or spy-related events coming up. Um, you know, like on June 17th, I would just mention we had one of our Science World After Darks. These are 19-plus uh, events. Uh, and uh, basically you go around, and there'll be a lot of events going around. Uh, you can go into the exhibit, saw, saw the exhibit, um, have drinks, uh, that sort of thing there. Plus, there'll be a lot of special events going on as well uh, that evening, kind of spy-related. Okay. So we've got that coming up. Um, one of our very pop, and those are extremely popular, I must admit. So uh, you're, if you're interested in, in, in a kind of attending those things, be sure to check out our website, scienceworld.ca. Mm-hmm. All right. And, uh, the, you know, otherwise we have things like um, very popular slumber parties. Uh, yeah, this tell is, us about this, because there's got to be a chaperone at these. That's right. There is a chaperone. Basically, uh, it's for children 8 to 13. Oh, I thought it was going to be for women 50 to 55. Because <laughs> that's I right. That's right. And chaperones <laughs> for them as well. That's right. That's right. Uh, this one is actually geared towards kind of family. So uh, children okay. 8, to eight, okay. uh, 8 to 13 and with, with at least one adult. And basically, you're going to... Uh, there's a sleepover night in your favorite gallery. We've got lots of kind of events planned in the evening. And one of the special events is that our new CEO and president, Dr. Scott Sampson, otherwise known as Dr. Scott of Dino Train fame, um, is uh, going to make an appearance that evening. So that is happening on uh, July 15th. So once again, if you're interested in that, check out our, science, our website at scienceworld.ca. Have you been there for a sleepover? Have I been over there? I used to work the sleepovers because I remember what a sleepover <laughs> was like when I was a kid and it was like I never slept it was so loud and crazy and I can't imagine how many kids go there for that it must oh, be amazing we get a few hundred we get a few hundred oh so my god do you really oh yes yeah we get a few oh hundred uh, it depends sometimes they all come as groups so like you know the brownies and cubs and guides yeah. and everything like that and then other times it's just kind of this this one's just this kind of uh for members and for the general public to sign up. So this one is not a kind of group one. But yes, no, um, I've worked those events. And you know what? Uh, for the most part, everybody's extremely well-behaved. They have a great time. They are hyped up like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, to tell you the truth, uh, I think we kind of help hyping that up. You know, we add a little <laughs> bit of sugar to the mix, so to speak. Uh, but, you know, we make sure that everybody tries to get a decent night's sleep as much as possible. And, uh, you know, it helps definitely that we have great uh, the chaperones. It help us a lot, so... 
Rob, how far in advance does science roll? I mean, because these kind of, I'm going to say installations, exhibits, I mean, they are, I'm sure, painstakingly uh, tough to put together and, and take time and, and the detail. How far ahead, like, are you already planning like 2019? Oh, uh, I wish I was only planning that far. We're 2022. No. Hold on. How much? You're 22, joking. Six years advance from now. Oh my God, six years. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, they're stiff. See, what happens is we will create some of our exhibits and then we rent some of them. So we bring right. some of the shows that are rented. And if you're looking at something that is dealing with pop culture, those shows go very, very fast. And there's kind of optimum periods where you want those shows because they're going to be more expensive to bring in and you have to recoup that money. Right. And so often you're looking for like a summer period. We basically kind of divide our shows, our traveling exhibitions into three periods. There's kind of a fall period, which is kind of September to early January. Then we have our spring period, which is kind of like early February to May. And then we have our summer period, which is kind of May to September. And so some of these pop culture shows, they're very, very expensive. And really the only, the only window that would make sense for us is, uh, is for kind of for the summer. So in order to get those summer slots... You have to book very far enhanced. So, yeah, we're doing contract negotiations right now for a show for 22, which I cannot talk about. But. <laughs> That's cool. But, but when you say a pop culture, what does that, you're not talking like the, you know, pick your favorite Kardashian. I mean, we're talking like a. Uh, no, it, often it, it, kind of there may be the movie themes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, there's some, some that floating around. Um, there's a. The Harry Potter show that was okay. like the Harry Potters. Uh, there was a Narnia show. There was a Sherlock Holmes show. There's a Angry Birds show. Um, there's a Pixar show. There's all these different ones. So, gotcha. you know, and there you, we talk with other venues and see how they go. And uh, not every show is a, is a great hit. Some shows, uh, you know, work well in some some places and they don't work in others. But basically you try to figure out what the shows are that are really popular. See if you can afford them. Yeah, work out a kind of business. So this gets the boring part. You got to work out business models yeah. and everything yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you determine that. And but so you know, like I say, up to six years. Is 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 BC unique or Vancouver unique in having in having the dome, like having Science World, like where else in Canada? You know do, that you have such a unique. We have this very unique place to be able to have these things, like. Does other parts of Canada have, have something? Um, some do. Some do. But, you know, basically our dome is, is our heritage building from Expo 86. It's a legacy piece. It's actually a protected building. That dome is protected. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's considered heritage. Uh, so it's, uh, it is a very, it is a unique Absolutely. Uh, thing. It's iconic. Uh, it's kind of one of the symbols of Vancouver. You know, if you see a, someone kind of talk about Vancouver, see yeah. it's a, you know, often you'll see a pan shot of a, of a science world. Uh, other places have, there are science centers around. I would say that we have the best building, but then I'm a little biased. <laughs> but, but I think you're right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's incredibly unique. Yeah, it is. And it, and it kind of stands out too in the landscape. So you, you can see it for quite some far away and it, it, it pops nicely. Yeah. That's yeah. a nice visual pop. Absolutely. So you're the senior content developer of exhibit in the exhibits department at Science World. And talking about your legacy, you, you have brought shows in like Grossology, Body Worlds, uh, The Story of Chocolate, The Science of Sexuality. Is there anything that really pops out as being an element that you really loved in these past exhibits? Oh, you know, uh, my, 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 my favorite, <laughs> my favorite show is probably just going to be Body Worlds. Yeah. Uh, the first Body Worlds we had in 2007. And it, it was just, it, it, it was, it's magical. Um, there wasn't a lot of text and we had in about four months, we had about 340,000 people come through. Oh 
see the show and you could walk through and it sounded like a library, but it wasn't like kids were bored in the library and like that. It was just this, what they were seeing was just incredible and people were just awestruck. And people came to see that show for a variety of different reasons. Some is maybe it's a morbid curiosity. Mm-hmm. They've never seen a dead person. But, you know, other ones were dealing with personal issues themselves. Maybe a loved one had died or maybe they had renewed, received news about some sort of illness that they have right now. And they were just trying to come to terms with it. And this was one way for them basically to cope with that. Uh, so it was a very moving show. And, and, and the, 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 the uh, subsequent uh, body world shows have been like that, but I just love it. There's this kind of, you go through the, cause our, our science center is, it's busy. It's active. Kids are running around. People are having fun. There's a lot of laughter and that's really, really good. Then you had this one show and it's just, everything was quiet. And that was just great. That was just great. Just as kind of it partially for me, just as a juxtaposition, just this really interesting contrast about what's happening outside the exhibition, what's happening inside the exhibition, but just, and people were just they were taking all this information in and um, just a wonderful experience. I, I never, I never thought of people going to see it for those reasons. That is such a, that is so cool. Yeah, you it know? was, it was, it was, it was great. It was great. Wow. All right. Robert Lund, thank you so much for coming in. And uh, again, uh, we're going to be talking more. We've got our Science World Domecast. We'll continue. Uh, Robert is the senior content developer in the exhibits department at Science World. And the the current uh, feature exhibition is Top Secret License to Spy. This Science Domecast has been brought to you by the Top Secret License to Spy Science World's feature exhibition where you can explore the world of espionage using spy technology. We're Janice and Corey on Roundhouse Radio. Here's the Arkells with Come to Light.